Guys, um, check this out. I've been kind of in an emotional funk, and I decided I wanted to uh, write what I was feeling down and make it into a song. So I just wrote some lyrics. Uh, tell me how this sounds. Yo, listen up. Here's a story about a little guy that lives in a blue world. And all day and all night and everything he sees is just blue like him. Inside and outside, blew his house with a blue little window and a blue Corvette. And everything is blue for him and himself and everybody around. Cause he ain't got nobody to listen to. And then I think I'd pause dramatically here, and the beat would drop, and then I would just kind of make up gibberish. I'd just be like, I'm blue, I'm a dee, I'm a die, I'm a dee, I'm a die, I'm a dee, I'm a die. What do you guys think? It's pretty good. Just make sure to keep it acapella. <laughs> he, said the beat, he said the beat would drop. Oh, I guess he did say so, that. That would just be me going, boom, boom, boom. Like at the same time as like you did the other thing, <laughs> it'd be really good. So the, no problem with that song, huh? Doesn't sound like anything. You I, I, don't, I don't think anyone's ever actually paid attention to the verse of that song. So I'm sure you could sell it off as a brand new song. Yeah, I had um, no idea what you guys were talking, what what he was talking about. So yeah. Okay. Well, uh, my hilarious uh, charade failed because you guys uh, didn't pick up on the fact that I was a uh, that was my uh, cover version of uh, Blue Daba D uh, because we're talking about uh, cover songs this week on Top Ten Thursdays with us Sean Lemmy, John Otney, Colin Westman, and Matt Carstens. Cover songs, guys, you like them? Sometimes. I'm mean, good. Just as a concept, are you cool with the idea of like I don't need to write something; someone else can do that for me. I don't think that's the attitude of most cover songs. Is the attitude more like that was great? You know what would also be great? That exactly again. I don't think people are that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when I think of covers today, I think of just, like, slightly pudgy, bearded dudes taking pop songs and making them super sad and just playing them on guitar. Well, that's YouTube. <laughs> I don't know if that's covers so much as fat guys playing songs on guitar on YouTube. It's something I've been thinking about ever since there was that sad version of uh, 500 Miles in the Super Bowl commercials. I think they were in two different Super Bowl commercials. What like, was that a commercial for? Oh, who fucking cares, man? It's for beer, right? <laughs> Good commercial. It's for beer. <laughs> I'd walk 500 miles from beer. Or like beer. A, a sad walk towards beer. And that's just, come on. Like, such a happy, upbeat song, and you're like, Ooh, it's, it's so sad because you're gonna like fall down. I guess at some point. <laughs> I wonder what's the happiest song you could make sad. Well, I'm walking on sunshine. I'm 
I don't know if he tweaked, tweaked the lyrics to make it quite literal. <laughs> You're literally walking on the sun. Yeah. But not walking on the sun. Nah, so well so. <laughs> Medley, maybe? That's a good one. Um, so, some of the rules we were going for this week. Uh, anyone want to talk about their guiding principles with their uh, suggestions? Well, for me, it was just um, I felt like the original version had to be somewhat established. If no one's ever heard the original, then I don't know. It didn't feel right for this list. I feel like I kind of had to know both. That was me. That's I kind of feel like maybe I should have taken that route because I definitely put on some here that I'm just like... Yeah, I know that it's a cover and it's a song I like, but I don't really know the original version that well. I don't know. I just went with songs that I liked that are covers, basically. Yeah, for me it was more that uh, the cover had to be distinct. Like, if, if they did the same song in the same style, even if it's an artist I like, I, I ignored it. Like, uh... Like, St. Vincent does a cover of the Jackson Brown Nico song these days, which is really good, but it sounds like the Nico version, so, like, I, what are we going to talk about? Nothing. Just silence. <laughs> yeah. And then we move I on. just play the song in its entire duration, and then it, we would put it in honorable mentions and quit. Uh, speaking of honorable mentions, uh... Okay. You know, it's hard to search for uh, covers. You can't just, like, type covers into your iTunes library. Um, you can't really search songs in your iTunes library either. I don't know. Well, I don't know. For me, it was really hard to just, like, remember. It's such an abstract concept. Um, and there are always songs that you might not even realize are covers. Um so I looked at a bunch of lists that other people have made, and there were three songs that are on like everybody's list that we didn't want to talk about, I don't think. Uh, and those are Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt, and Aretha Franklin's pretty much definitive version of Respect, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers version of Higher Ground. Um, all songs I like, but it's like, who cares anymore? And I'd like to give an honorable mention to every blues song ever written. <laughs> I feel like you could just do this all on blues covers, but that's another thing that I tried to avoid. There's just so many. What about Weird Al Pocus? Ah. Yeah, I probably should include. What's the best one? That's a list on its own. <laughs> <laughs> Are there ten of them? Oh, there's gotta be ten. By now. Yeah. I think some albums have more than one. <laughs> I always used to be so... Like, when I was in, like, second grade, I was like, does a polka mean a bunch of songs together? <laughs> I couldn't quite grasp the the idea. Yeah, that's a weird concept. I think that's basically what I thought they were, too. Well, then, I think it's time to go through uh, the nominees. Now, we start with... It's an alphabetical list, but this one has parentheses, which means it's at the top. Parentheses comes first. 
like embers, <laughs> I guess. I guess I don't know. Uh, so the first nominee, or no, this isn't the Mouth Please Awards. The first one on our list. You already said nominee. I would just go with it if I were you. Own it, Sean. <laughs> and the nomination goes to. <laughs> and the What's nomination it? goes to. <laughs> so this is the nomination process. <laughs> I can't uh, wait to find out what's nominated. <laughs> I'm happy to tell you, it's What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding, the Elvis Costello version. Who starts a sentence with bout? That's why he had to get the parentheses in there, I guess. Why didn't he just name this? Is it too long? I bet. And it was like, that's too long, even though putting parentheses <laughs> makes it even longer. <laughs> then it's like, not technically that long. Well, why I not mean, just call it What's So Funny? Or, alternately, why not just call it Peace, Love, and Understanding? Yeah. I probably would have been a better choice, <laughs> but I'm kicking this song off the list. <laughs> <laughs> Name is way too awful. Uh-huh. So what? Who did the original? I don't. I don't know the original. Uh, Nick Lowe, who I didn't listen to a ton of his music. I kind of just familiar with the singles, and I know he produced the first like few Elvis Costello albums, like the first three or four. So I'm, I'm I'm guessing he got his permission from him to cover this song, and this maybe wasn't a great choice for the list because it isn't that much different from Nick Lowe's version. It's just like it's just pretty much the same thing, but better. Just because the attractions were just such a tight unit. Like even from that, I mean, the first like songs that they ever played together on were the songs that became this year's model. It's just like right out of the bat. Those guys just like kicked ass every time they got in the studio together. And I think that's just what makes it better is just that awesome energy that that band had together. And Elvis Costello. I feel like if Elvis Costello sings this song, it's different. I guess. He's you know got what a I mean? very, yeah. yeah. Like it's already <laughs> different just because he sang it. And yeah, he does have a very distinct style, and it's one where he's just, just kind of belting it in his weird, <laughs> nasally, smart dude voice. I don't know if I'd describe it as smart dude. <laughs> yeah, I guess, like his lyrics are smart, but I guess, yeah, the way he sings, is, it's a little snotty. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dripping. Dripping with snot <laughs> after every performance. They gotta get out the, the giant snot rag. For get the snot Gross. <laughs> Have you heard the original column? Yeah. How was that? How did that compare? As I said. I assume it was really British. Was it really British? It's not that British. 
<laughs> I mean, Elvis Costello is also British, so... He doesn't, like, sound super British. It's true. Who sounds real British to you? When they sing? Yeah. That's a real tough question, man, because everyone knows that when you like, sing, you like you lose all your Britishness. Joe Strummer sounds really British. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. I can never understand the lyrics to his song. Yeah, that's funny. I was listening to The Clash the other day, and I was like, this guy sounds so British. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> Should we just move on? Then? I guess so. If Sean and John have nothing to say. Yeah. I'm aware of the song. I have enjoyed listening to it previously. <laughs> but moving on to the next nomination. Uh, I think everyone will be very happy to hear uh, that the next nomination belongs to uh, All Along the Watchtower. The Jimi Hendrix Experience version. Some kind of way out of here Say the joker to the thief There's too much confusion Kind of the uh, definitive cover in the sense of like uh, new artists taking someone else's song and just making it his own and taking over it to the point where no one even remembers the original anymore. Uh... Cool ass song, sweet guitar part that was only partially ruined by its association with Battlestar Galactica for me. <laughs> you don't like that? I really it took me a long time to be okay with how they used that song in Battlestar Galactica. In like every episode. In like every episode of the <laughs> season. <laughs> what What are you guys talking about? Do you explain it to me? Um, some of the characters find out that they're. Uh, robots who are part of like this uh, like they've tried over and over and over with civilization and like there's this one recurring song that everyone in every society eventually learns and it's fucking all along the watchtower uh, and so there's like one scene where everyone's like dramatically saying the lyrics out loud <laughs> like a space battle's going on <laughs> they're figuring everything out it's it's not great. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> it sounds fairly stupid. On a show oh, that was it's not that bad. Okay. On a show that was typically so smart in the way it was written, I don't know why they thought that was necessary. Like to me, it's just the ultimate. Like it's not like they have sixteen-year-old the... nerd being like, "Yeah, this song's so cool." <laughs> I think you're being pretty harsh. Or... Maybe I am. Um, have you guys heard this song yet? I've heard it a few times. <laughs> I don't think I listened to it in preparation for this, just because it is one of the songs. It's just, like, out there all the time. Which, Vietnam movies. Yeah. 
this was Vietnam. <laughs> That's all I need to say. Uh, yeah, it, to me, it just totally rocks. It's, it's one of my favorite guitar parts that there is. It's a sweet solo. Uh, what do you guys think about Jimi Hendrix singing versus Bob Dylan singing? Um, I mean, it's different. <laughs> I mean, I definitely like the Jimi Hendrix one a lot better. I don't know if singing is something that I take into account. I think it is the guitar for me. I don't I don't think either of them like their vocal presence makes much of a difference. For me it's that balance between that acoustic guitar and that electric thing. Those opening chord ding 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 ding. Like, like that's pretty sweet. We should just like all do different parts to all these songs and just try to do try to cover them our own. Yeah. Like a crappy acapella group. Yeah. <laughs> really a crappy acapella group you need a really crappy name too. <laughs> this is oh, almost as cool as our keyboard band idea. Yeah. We need to be like the syllables or something. Maybe something more music related. It's gotta be something. I wanna do that at like an open mic. Just go be like, yeah, we're acapella band. <laughs> What kind of songs do you cover? Rock and roll. <laughs> and you, but you do all the solos. Well, yeah, well, like like one person's singing, one person's playing drums, one person's playing bass, one person's playing guitar. They're like, so you do free bird. Yeah, and they go. They're just going. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Yes, that's fucking awesome. Do you do you have to play get air guitar also? No, you're you? like. You're like, that'd be really you're like cool. snapping or something. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like kind of, because you know, yeah, like acapella groups don't like, like the beatboxer doesn't like pretend like he's playing drums. <laughs> I bet there's one. Very you kind of do. In my mind, the beatboxer kind of just moves his other hand like he's scratching uh, yeah. vinyl, but he's just out in the air. <laughs> I feel like if you had an acapella group that wanted to do a solo section, there's no way in hell they would ever get out of that section. <laughs> <laughs> well, not if they'd rehearse. Uh, if you're doing Stairway, I mean, maybe that, that one's a little easier, actually. You probably use Stairway. Yeah, if they're, like, doing the solo verbatim. Do they do uh, Eruption by Van Halen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe in their later years when they're, you know, really perfected the craft. Okay. Still trying to think of a name for this group. I like syllables. Or the soloists or something. Yeah, I like the syllables. It doesn't really make sense with the gimmick. Though. Yeah, it doesn't need to. <laughs> Alright. Well, more on that soon. But first, let's talk about Blinded by the Light by Manfred Mann's Earth Band. Blinded by the light Wrapped up like a deuce Another runner in the night Blinded by the light Wrapped up like a deuce Another runner in the night Blinded by the light 
Who's gonna tell the story? About the, about the douche. Who knows the story? <laughs> Do you know the story? <laughs> the story of the douche. Tell me the story of the douche. I said, I asked. I'm the one that asked. Yeah, but you alluded to a story none of us know. <laughs> what? It's because I don't I kind of remember. I, I just remember seeing, like, a Bruce Springsteen, like, what's that show? Storytellers. Yeah, VH1. VH1 Storytellers. Yeah. I remember watching that with you. <laughs> He's like, so those I guess motherfuckers. He didn't say that, did he? He was thinking it. I'm thinking it's yeah. on VH1. <laughs> those motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, they just, like, you're supposed to say deuce, but they said douche. But, like, did they actually say douche? Or does it just kind of sound like that? Uh, it sounds like douche. <laughs> it sounds like douche. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen says they said douche. <laughs> Revved up like a douche. What does that even mean? <laughs> Is it revved up or wrapped up? I don't think we... Uh, <laughs> cleaned out like a douche. <laughs> Uh, what are they doing? Aren't, has anyone ever asked them about that? <laughs> of, well, of course, I'm sure they have. How could they have died? You think Bruce Springsteen ever asked them? Yeah, they punch him in the put fucking him on the spot. Teeth. <laughs> you motherfuckers! <laughs> pretty mad about this. <laughs> thought he was such a cool guy. Because it's, like, it's so personal. It's a cool song. I think this is a good choice because it's really different from the original song. Like, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't think the original version is that memorable. It's fine. This one's, like, pretty catchy. Oh, that's awesome. It's like it's all the sweet keyboards. And I like that part near the end where there's, like, two vocal parts going on at the same time. There's, like, three. Because, you know, you got the got the lead singer... And then you got that other guy. Oh, I wish I could remember some of the words. And I can't be three people at once, so I can't do it. Does someone know what I'm talking about? I'm, I'm thinking. I know that it gets to like the weird part where they go to space or something. And then they come back down to Earth. And... Uh, He's like, Mama always told me not to look into me. Edge of the sun? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to the words right now. To, to fucking, then it comes the back day. and it rocks out again. I'm all about this song. I'm all about a song that takes like eight minutes and, you know, goes places. Goes to space. Goes to space and back down. You okay with that trippy part in the middle? Are you asking me specifically? Yeah, I know you are anti-trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably am anti-trip, but I um, eh, it's fine. Yeah, that's about as bringing an endorsement as I can get out of you, I guess. <laughs> I definitely like that part that goes you're the guitar. Oh, sounds yeah. perfect for the syllables. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. That's why 
Yeah. This would definitely have to be in the syllables repertoire. So many little parts to sing. Yeah, great. This With would be a mouth. good one for that. Especially the space parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the syllables got to take on really challenging songs that are really hard to make acapella. <laughs> Some with like bizarre sound effects. But we'll get more into that later. Uh, yeah, I legitimately love this song. Uh, no shame uh, about that. I don't really care for the Springsteen version either. You don't even care for it? Not really. Uh, if if someone was like, put on some Springsteen, I would not. It wouldn't even occur to me. Ooh. All right. Are you all about the Springsteen version? I mean, I like it, but I, I guess I like most things. Bruce Springsteen does. Even when he's being a total totally dick to these mo- guys. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the idea of Bruce Springsteen being a dick to anyone. Seems unlikely. He's not like being a dick, he just feels that he was wronged. <laughs> so he's, you know, he's being real. Yeah. yeah, I can feel that. Um, so the next, still, I guess we're still going with Dominique, uh, is Come On, Feel the Noise, the Quiet Riot version. Rock song of all time. I don't think there's any question about that. So we can start. That's our jumping off. Uh, wait, how are you defining rock? As like, you just hear it as you start like moving up your head, and you're like, you start shrugging a beer at the same time <laughs> while you're driving and texting. But you're trying not to spill your beer while and shaking texting. your head, and then you go like off of ramps through a flaming hoop. That's how you and then it. suddenly you're at a monster truck rally. That is what I defined as. I don't remember the question. Um, <laughs> That's what you defined as rock. I guess so. Uh, I I think most people know this song. I don't think most people are familiar with the original, though. There's a lot about it on Wikipedia. Um, it was by this band called Slade, and I guess they're glam rock. And I was listening to that, and it was okay. Uh, the vocals were were pretty intense, but the guitar like was the guitars were not tight. Like it seemed really sloppy. Whereas the Quiet Riot version is just tight. It has that sweet opening drum part. It's like the most passionate vocal delivery, and it's got like all the great like it's, everyone's just like singing along. There's like some synth in there too, but it's like it's done well. It's not done like <laughs> it just done to like beef it up, kind of like. It's not like there's weird, like, robot sounds in there or something. It's like, we're trying to make this song the future or something. It's it's, it's classy. It's not it's more well. just like, uh, we're trying classy. to make this... Is it spelled the same way? What, what Was what spelled the same way? Uh, 
is Come On, Feel the Noise, spelled the same way in both versions of the song. I believe it is. Okay. The inappropriate way. <laughs> N-O-I-Z-E. I mean, come on. How many kids flunked N-C-U-M. out of school? Yeah, I know that. But I mean, how many kids flunked out of school? Because of this song? Because you think the song ruined yeah. education? Mm-hmm. Like, like... They didn't just they didn't just get an F. They flunked out of school. <laughs> well, no, they probably just flunked their senior year spelling test that had noise in it. Yeah, that's, that's how you get your diploma. It's that final test that you gotta pass. When was the last time you had a spelling test? Certainly not in high school. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like Mr. Enzyme gave spelling tests. Yeah, were, yeah. were those spelling tests the like the SAT ones? Yeah, I, I, I remember one that I had in a Mr. Enzyme spelling test, and it was idiosyncrasy. And that's not an easy word, so that's got to be, like, like the ultimate spelling test. <laughs> There's probably not a le- another level beyond that. I don't know. I was trying to find out uh, some fun facts about this Quiet Riot version, and uh, pretty much Wikipedia just talks about how big of a hit it was. But I did find one that I thought was funny. Uh, let's see. Where was that? Um, something about Quiet Riot saying, like, they hated the song so much that they were, like, they going to do, like, the shittiest job they could on it. Is that what they but, did? Uh, I think <laughs> that's what they did, but I don't know. It doesn't sound that shitty to me. What is that? That's the definition of shitty. If them being like, if that's shitty, then I can only imagine them being good is like the greatest thing ever. (laughs) That just sounds like something they'd say in retrospect. They were probably like drunk or on cocaine when they said that. I'm sure now that they're in their big pools of money, though, they're probably more like kiddie pools of money now. They're pretty content with the legacy that this song has carried. Except I think that main guy is dead now. It's very tragic. John, are you saying they're more like kiddie pools now because the American youth have all gotten so fat that pools seem smaller now? No, John, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's because Quiet Riot isn't as famous anymore, so they probably don't have a swimming pool full of money. They probably have a kiddie pool full of money. No, it's just the same pool. But that kid is so fat. Because I'm sure they're still playing venues like White Snake. In Washington, White River Amphitheater. They're probably playing with White Snake <laughs> and Dawkin. So they're doing okay. I feel like they'd have to be opening for someone bigger to play Quiet yeah. Riot. Amphitheater. I feel like yeah. they're more of an Emerald Queen casino. I said they were playing with White Snake. Is that not big enough for you? White Snake's not that big. Uh, it's got to be like Motley Crue or something. I guess. But they were just through. <laughs> <laughs> they came with uh, Kiss. Alice Cooper. Uh, who came with Kiss? Didn't they? I think it was uh, Def Leppard came uh-huh. with Kiss. <laughs> Pretty tempting. You guys Pretty just, tempting just to see half of that show. I wanted to go. I keep up with White Snake schedules. <laughs> they put out some quality bands. I just heard a commercial on the way here for. Uh, I believe it was Def Leppard, but they were playing with someone else. Oh, someone really shitty. Uh, who was it? It was probably like it was probably like it was probably Dawkins or Striper or, <laughs> or Rat. <laughs> Enough about these shitty bands. Uh, I like I like this song. I don't know that it's different that that different from the original, so I don't know that it'll actually make the list. 
because it's really not that unique. But it it rocks. It's got a good got a good beat to it. We used it in one of our uh, videos in high school for our commercial for crack. It's true. We did. Seemed to go over pretty well. Yeah, we uh, simulated drug use in a video we showed to our classmates. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucked up. We should have been suspended a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like we had that, and we had all the. We just were always saying retard and shit. Things I'm not proud of, but it's what the, I'm pretty it's proud what the people, of. It. You're proud of them. It's what the people we want. Got away with it, man. We got away with it. We were unscathed. It's all about pushing people's. Buttons. We got away with it with the two teachers who literally spent all their classes just showing videos to kids. Like, didn't yeah. even have lesson plans anymore. We thought the noise... Who threatened to go work at grocery stores? <laughs> oh, there's a sitcom. The theme is, come on, feel the noise. That plays really <laughs> It's on TBS. Because they know it's funny. Moving on? Yes. Go for it. <laughs> we got confidence in you. Um. Okay, there's a lot of apostrophes in this, but I think there's two. <laughs> <laughs> it's everybody's token by Harry Nelson. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind People stopping still I can't see their faces Did you say Nelson on purpose? Yeah. Okay. That was the funniest thing. <laughs> Got him, Nelson. Bazinga. Hey, uh, does the original <laughs> version of this have that wow, 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 wow part? Or did he add that? Uh, I can't remember. I only listened to it once a couple days ago. But I mean, even if it does, I'm sure it's better when he does it than. Fred Neal? Yeah. Yeah. It's Fred Nelson. Fred Neal. There you go, he gets it. Why do you like this, Colin? Because it's a good song and it reminds me of poverty. That's why you like it? Because it reminds you of poverty? <laughs> yep. Keeps you humble. Uh-huh. I'm listening to the original right now. It's it's a lot slower. It's very country. Mm-hmm. I don't. It doesn't have like the orchestral stuff in it. I don't think it? so. No. I mean, yeah. one thing that definitely stands out to me immediately that's great about the Harry Nilsson version is that guitar. That that picked guitar that's picked really fast. Yeah. I've always tried to. To play that over the years, and it never sounds quite right. Ding, 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 ding. I, I tried it too, like recently. Looked up a guitar tab, and it was just like, "Yep, 
My fingers can't do that. I can I can play a slower version. You can play the Fred Neal version. The Fred Neal version, yeah. This is not something I'm proud of. No, no one wants to hear that. Harry Nelson's just got such a great voice, and the way he uses it is always unique. I mean, Without You is another good one we could have had on here. He does lots of great... Like, when he does a cover, he makes it his own. I thought about that one, too. And I think, yeah, it's his voice. It's just so great. Even did that album, uh, Nelson Sings Newman, which is all covers of Randy Newman songs. I feel like there's been some good covers of Harry Nelson songs, too. Like, One by Three Dog Night. I thought about putting that on the list. But That's I didn't. a good one. Um, so, yeah. Just talent coming out of both ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poorly phrased. <laughs> Yeah, I got, I got into Harry Nilsson pretty heavily, like, maybe late last summer or something. The, he- know, heavy, the heavy, heavy shit? The heavy shit. Have you heard the album this is off of? This one? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Air, Ariel Ballet. Oh, wait, I know. I have heard that one. I just didn't know that it was on that. I've only heard that yeah. one and, like, two others. Oh. Those are probably the ones really worth listening to. <laughs> I th- I, no, I think I heard Pandemonium Shadow Show. Is that the, I think that's the first one. Yeah, it's got some interesting Beatles covers. That's like all yeah. covers. It has like that one song where he does like 50 Beatles covers in one song. At once. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Watch out, syllables. <laughs> <laughs> You got competition from a man who died in the 90s. Yep. Harry Nelson. He was the original syllable. <laughs> That's like in our band, like, biography. Honorary member. Honorary <laughs> member. <laughs> Without his consent. <laughs> I feel like one of us hates him, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely had a falling out. By falling out, I mean we fell out of the building. And we blame him for pushing. We all we all fell out of the building. <laughs> I think just the one guy fell. One out guy of fell out of a building, and he blames Harry Nilsson for he it. Sang all the way to the ground. <laughs> now he did a sweet bass line all the way to the ground. He's like, doo, 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 doo. that's a sweet bass line. For solo standards. Yeah, it's pretty good for us. You gotta understand that the syllables are not good at what they do. <laughs> They're just like Yeah, their usual bass line's very arithmetic. Okay, Sharon, calm down. Do they like sing to a metronome? Of course not. Unless one of them is doing the metronome. <laughs> Wait, they all out yeah, of when they practice, sometimes they practice with a metronome, but it's not a metronome, it's just a guy going... <laughs> they bring him in. <laughs> he <looks fucking laughs> yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they don't trust him to do any more than the metronome. <laughs> but you just can't hire talent like that. Okay. 
I think we said everything that we wanted to say about this song. I think so. But what about the next song? The next song? The next song is called Handle With Care. And this version is by Jayless and Company. Been beat up and battered around Been sent up and I've been shot down You're the best thing that I've ever found Handle me with care Reputation's changeable Situation's tolerable Baby, you're adorable Handle me with Has anyone heard this? I think you might have played it for me once in your car. That's the only way that Colin hears any music that I like. <laughs> and <laughs> I just remember that you're like, you know, it's appropriate that these musicians would play it, because this is like the indie version of the Wild Thornberry. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what I said. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew... Smashing. <laughs> you... Was I joking? Oh, wow. Huh? I don't. I'm sure you were slightly joking. Slightly couldn't remember what. You're, yeah, probably couldn't remember <laughs> the traveling Wilburys. That's how you said the flight. I like to imagine that I was like, and I, I just couldn't remember, so I went with Wild Thornberrys. <laughs> or else it's really embarrassing. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I just I, I I really like when supergroups do covers of other supergroup songs. That's that's always fun. God, this is some lineup on this song. Of the original, I'm listening to the right song. <laughs> the original version? No, not the original version. Well, I mean the original version. Some is lineup. Pretty pretty good lineup. It's pretty good. Are... I just wonder what Bob Dylan did when they were. <laughs> Writing and recording songs. Like, did he do anything? Must have. No. Right? <laughs> I just feel like he would have been like muttering to himself. He just narrated way. car commercials in his head. <laughs> <laughs> Getting ready. <laughs> for Twenty. Years. I'm on the original Wikipedia page for the original song. Oh, who was, who was kind of like the head, the head honcho there? Was it like George Harrison and, and Jeff Lynn of the original uh, group? That's what I would think. I thought that like George Harrison was just like working on something, and he just brought all those guys in, and he's like, "Let's just do this as a thing." <laughs> it was released on my brother's birthday three days before I was born. Oh, wow! I wonder if he knows that. I like the I like the genre. What what do you uh, what do you think of when you hear Heartland Rock, John? What do I think of? Oh, like visually, yeah. Heartland Rock. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely on a cliff, <laughs> probably on a horse. It's definitely on a cliff. Probably. I have a guitar strapped to my back, and one of those dumb harmonica things in the front of me. <laughs> And then I'm riding what the horse. What kind horse. of guitar? Um, I don't know. It's just like a, a V-deck. 
Really? It's got a rock, too. A V-neck? It's got a rock. It can't just be country. Because I'm painting a portrait that sounds like country. It's an so. it's a, it's, I would say, like, a Stratocaster. Okay, it's a Stratocaster, and I'm riding the horse. I'd say I it's an like acoustic flying V. It's an acoustic <laughs> flying V. And then I see, like, a train with a bunch of, like, homeless guys on it, and I race my horse, and I jump onto the train, and then we all jam <laughs> while looking out. Oh, the buffalo? At the at the buffalo. One of the buffalo is in, in the train jamming. <laughs> nice. What is he playing? Do you uh, let him I borrow your you... harmonica thing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'll work his way. He's playing Metrodove for now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> He'll work his way to it. Buffalo have terrible I'll give him time. like a I'll give him like a cowbell. Cause like, oh, this is what cows have, and you're like an animal. <laughs> would find that By the end of the trip, we're all dead. Uh-uh. Someone writes a song about that. <laughs> oh, no. That's where the story begins. It's Heartland's story. Wait, where our story ends, the real story begins. Exactly. Aww. The song is the story of everything that just happened that ended us us being killed by a buffalo. Oh, spoiler. So basically this is a song that I like and then it's a bunch of people that I like and they sing Who? Who are the people? It it had what... If I was listening to it the right one it had like Ben Gibbard and stuff and Mm -hmm. Connor Oberst and M. Ward. Yep, you just named all of them. Yeah, that's... Those are all people I like, so that's pretty cool. Why, did they do more songs? Why? No, that's it. Songs? That's it. It's just on the Jenny Lewis and the Watson Twins album, which is like kind of Heartland rockish. Okay, more like Fartland. Nice. I have you said negative, Shim. Gotta keep you humble. All right, John. I want to hear what you think of Fartland rock. Fartland Rock? <laughs> we'll save it for later, though. Let's move on to I Fought the Law by Green Day. <laughs> All right, I believe it's Green Day I 75. I Fought the Law by Green Day. <laughs> It's like exactly the same as the Clash one, but like you know, like. But you got it for free from a Pepsi cap in 2006 <laughs> when iTunes launched. Yeah, and like the, I feel like that was a really big deal. Now to that's you guys. fighting a lot. I don't remember that happening. I remember the Pepsi commercial, but I don't remember being oh, able yeah. to download it. I got that shit. You probably didn't have iTunes yet. Probably not. I feel like it was a pretty big deal when you got iTunes. When I got iTunes? <laughs> Everyone's waiting for you. You're really excited. <laughs> I just remember, like, being at Kristen's house one time, and she, like, had Windows Media Player, and she had all her songs in there. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, how did you do that? And I, like, went home, and I couldn't, like, figure it out. And then iTunes came. It's like, is this something my computer yeah, can do? Like, but it's just been hidden from me this yeah. whole time. But then it was like, I feel like it was a, like a while later. So Maybe you like, missed out on Winamp completely. I could play that like weird like 
like jam rock song that came with it. Remember that? Is that the one that was like it kicks the llama's ass? <laughs> I don't remember. And then you had like Beethoven's Fifth. You could, I have literally no idea what you guys are talking about. I knew some of what you were talking about. Oh man, Winamp. That shit was awesome. What is Winamp? I don't think I. It was a media is. player that was really popular on Windows until um, I guess iTunes kind of took over and other other software. Um, but it, like at the time, it was hella cool because you could like skin it and make it look like uh, you know. For me, it was like Gundams or Cowboy Bebop or Dragon Ball Z or something. <laughs> but it's like all music and it looks like things you like. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I gotta remember. How come you didn't tell me about it? How do I didn't tell you about it? Mm. I, I needed a place to digitally store all my Weird Al albums. <laughs> now you can put them on the cloud. It's too late. I do remember I bought like Poodle Hat or maybe an, a slightly earlier Weird Al album. And Nancy was like, why don't you lend that to me so I can rip it? And I was like, fuck no. No way. <laughs> Well, like you're gonna get arrested. Yeah, well, not like that. But I remember it came with like an ad. Where, oh yeah. Where I was like, please, please don't pirate this album. And I was like, I'm gonna listen to Weird Al and not let Nancy have it. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Sean. Good for you. Should it was you. probably it was you fought the law. It was probably you put fought on for the law. You fought for the law. <laughs> <laughs> I fought. I fought the law and the law. Won. But uh, it was probably Poodle Hat because I never got it. There you go. That one kind of sucks. Well, it was like, you know, that was like seventh grade. I was like, "Ah, I think I'm a little too old for Weird Al, so I'm not going to go buy this. Anyways, let's talk about The Clash. The epitome of British music. It's so British. (laughs) I do know. Yeah. The mummy version. What <laughs> you the mummy? Okay, let's stop getting off on tangents. Let's let's focus. Okay. So the original was done by the Bobby Fuller Four, right? Rednecks. Bunch of rednecks. Like rednecks. <laughs> like the band rednecks. <laughs> yes. The guys that do Cotton Eye Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Get out that 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 I fucked the dog, do not bark her. No, I meant the yeah, like hillbillies. You're saying calm. And that song's okay. Yeah. It's kinda dopey, mm. but you know, it's it's a fine little Does that version have the sweet electric guitar? Not really. See, that's the best part. I think that's the I one think, redeeming I think, version. Rede- uh, the one redeeming quality of the Green Day version is like the, the studio sound is so sharp, and that guitar is just like sounds sweet. Mm-hmm. But that's. I apologize for that statement. <laughs> okay. And I, I think it also adds in that, like that weird, like dissonant. Guitar power is just like, 
Stop auditioning cool. for the band. You're in. I want it so bad, guys. I want lead guitar in the syllables. It's too bad I already got it. Does, does everyone always have to stick to their instrument? Oh, yeah. There's no switching around. <laughs> Once it's locked down. Like, one guy is, like, a weird instrument, so they don't need him very often. But when they do, he's, like, saxophone. <laughs> they have a guy that only plays metronome. <laughs> only at practice. He's like a studio guy, yeah. He doesn't get to go to the shows. Are there any songs that feature, like, the metronome? Like, maybe he does, like, Eminence Front. Like, he just <laughs> gets to do the... Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot of responsibility. Maybe if he though. works his way up, he really proves okay. himself. <laughs> Basically. Is, All right. Is this enough of, of I Fought the Law? Should we say something else? I mean, also the intro, just that drum buildup is awesome. Fades in. And then it does the part that Nancy was talking about. See, I can do drums too. I'll right, take it if I can't get one guitar. Thing. Well, <laughs> I don't know where I stand. You don't have to audition. I'm trying. Yeah, it sounds sweet. I like it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, another song that's pretty good is Just Like Heaven. The Dinosaur Jr. version. Not better than the original version, really, because just like Heaven by the Cure is just one of those kind of perfect pop songs. You can't really beat it, but I still like what Dinosaur Jr. did with it, and just like make it way heavier and uh, so much so that they just like scream the you part, which is pretty cool. And it's got a Jay Mascus. Awesome guitar solo, which always makes any song better. Eh, it, it, I don't know. It's, it's weird that it works because Dinosaur Jr. was one of those more underground punk bands, but there's something about, I don't know, that band and Jay Mascus's style that was sort of, I don't know, a little more, uh, Reflective or a little more, I don't know, <laughs> a mo more Robert Smith ish, I guess, than most punk bands. And me and John got to see them close out their set live when we saw them with this song. Aww. I think that's the first time I ever heard it. So it's like an emotional yeah. connection for you guys. That's pretty good. I don't know if it's as good as the Alvin the Chipmunks version, but it's pretty good. <laughs> Why don't we have some of those? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Like Funky Town? Or Do You Love Me? Um, harsh response to Do You Love Me. <laughs> um, no thanks. Wow. Well, as long as we're on this down uh, beat, I'm just going to quickly bring up Limit to Your Love, the James Blake cover. There's a limit to your love Like a waterfall in slow motion Uh, this is originally a Feist song, uh, but I guess the James Blake version is more popular now. Um, it's a cool video on YouTube where uh, Chili Gonzalez, who co-wrote the song with uh, Feist, talks about um, Licka Lee's uh, song, No Rest for the Wicked, and compares it to this. Um, he says what makes that song cool is that it, uh, it, like, the riff starts on a minor chord and ends on a major chord, and so you're like, I don't know how to feel about this. And I don't know if he's telling the truth or not, because I don't know shit about music, but it sounds real cool. Um, and I wanted to include this on the list, because this, this song was really influential on, uh, RoboJockeys 2, Atlantis is Waiting. Definitely really dictated the vibe I was going for on that album, so, uh. Does that end on a major chord? <laughs> start I, on a minor it, chord? You know, it does, John. If you go back, it ends on... I believe it. I mean, it's it's kind of a weird thing because it ends on a, on a positive sounding music, but it's also like the darkest conceivable ending because it is literally all life on Earth being wiped out. Uh, but it's pretty upbeat about it. It feels pretty good. Mm-hmm. Has anyone even okay. heard this? Before I heard it, but I've never heard the original version. Uh, it's pretty good. I I think I like this one more, if, if that helps. It's case. Um, but that whole album by Feist is really good. Uh, except I can't remember if it's called the Reminder or the Remainder or something like that. Yeah, I was just about to say the Remainder, or is it the Reminder? <laughs> okay, well at least I'm not the only one with that problem. No. It's a common problem. Uh, yeah, I remember listening to this James Blake album when it came out and being like, why am I listening to this? This isn't the kind of music I like. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of boring. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, yeah. The song's fine, I guess. It's, it's music that goes on for a while and is more about building up a certain sort of atmosphere than just being fun, being melodic. Like, this song kind of gets in your ear with weird bass effects that I I don't even know how to explain. Uh, I don't know. There's just some music that I, when I listen to it, I can, I can really feel it. And this is one of those songs. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and bump it now. Because we haven't bumped anything yet, and something's got to give. I feel like we could have bumped a lot of things. Yeah. I haven't been paying enough attention to do that. 
Uh, but yeah, I really like that song. I really like James Blake. Second album is also pretty good. Let's talk now about um, the tenth nominee on our list, which is Mad World, the Gary Jules version. music on it. Maybe. Maybe. There's that much. There's not on. a lot. It's very stripped down. It's piano. It's, I think there's a vocoder in there and a Mellotron. Uh, and if you listen to the, the original version, it's got every 80s instrument, you know, <laughs> you think of. Tears for Fears is the original and you, you know, it, it, I mean, knowing Tears for Fears, you, even if you've never heard of it, heard it, you know what it sounds like. It's, their their whole shtick was just like super emotional through their vocals, but that one's like a lot more like weirdly menacing. I kind of think. Well, this one's kind of more melancholy. I think. I think the stripping everything down works better for it, and it's used to pretty good effect in Donnie Darko, which is what it accompanies. So it's kind of become like like a no one understands me kind of anthem. <laughs> Also, it's in that trailer for Gears of War. That was weird. Yeah, yeah, it was. I feel like it's probably been used a lot in, in ways like that. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to see if there's anything else, any other weird ways it's been used. Now that I think about it, do you think this is the source of that, like, that movement I was talking about at the top of the podcast of like, I'm, I'm going to take a poppy song and slow it down and make it sad? I, I think it definitely is. I was trying to remember some more of those. When you're talking about that, actually, because I remember, like, I want to say it was the most recent Terminator trailer may have done that. Oh. Where they took an older song and made it sad. And, and same with the trailer to uh, Nightcrawler. And then I remember seeing another trailer with that same song. And like the, where you take, like, 80s songs and make them, like, kind of, like, dark. Sometimes industrial, almost. That is, like, a thing. That's, like, a genre. All right, I'm going to look it up uh, while trying to talk about this at the same time. What's that new movie? Uh, Genesis. Genesis. So excited. Do you guys know anyone, like, in junior high and high school who's, like, really into Donnie Darko? I feel like I knew somebody. I feel like that was more like I got to college and everyone was like, have you seen Donnie Darko? All right. I, I feel s- like that's kind of late. Still haven't seen it. No. Because that's, like, one of those movies that, like... Got really big on VHS, and then everyone's like spreading around, be like, "Dude, this will change the way you think about shit." I was like, "Sean, can you use that crazy VCR of yours to make another tape of Donnie Darko?" So can... Yeah, because they never made it on DVD; it's only on tape. <laughs> it's like the ring. Right, I just remember Sean has that crazy VCR. Dude, a lot of crazy things. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Terminator trailer takes that. Um, 60 song I'd love to change the world you know that song it's kind of like the hippie anthem kind of song by 10 years after does no one know this song is that the one about Coca-Cola 
No, what? <laughs> I'd you know, like to buy the world. A I'd Coke. love to change. You know, I'd love to change the world. Oh yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, Terminator has like that, but it's like really slow. It's got like really scary drums. <laughs> now I'm gonna. I need. I know. I'm so excited. Thing. You you're excited for Terminator Genesis. You're the only one. Yeah, it's fine. I, I haven't seen this trailer you're talking about. I'm pretty sure it's the only trailer. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to see it in theaters because no one will go with me. Maybe that's you're so excited, but you're not going to see it. Yeah, I'll probably see it. Okay, now I've just looked up Nightcrawler and it does indeed use the same song. It's, I'd love to change. The, I'd love to change the world. <laughs> that's a thing these days and I think yeah I think Sean that uh, Mad World was like maybe one of the front runners in that kind of that gimmick though I think it's one of the few that actually did it well yeah it's it's interesting because this is not one where I'd expect most people to know the original so it's not it's not just like oh I know these words but now they're sad it's it's more creative than that. It's just someone reinterpreting the material. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's all right. Keep the conversation stripped down. All right. It's like the production. I, I'm following you. Um, the next is uh, Mr. Tambourine Man. The Birds version. Second villain cover, yeah. People are doing that. I mean, a lot. technically, you could say "Handle with Care" is like Dylan was there. So. <laughs> he was there, but I have to question how involved he was with the making of that song. Like, I guess he probably sings like backup vocals on it, but. I bet they're pretty low in the mix. <laughs> like, maybe plays a little bit of acoustic guitar, but it's probably also super low in the mix. It's kind of like the... the uh, Rick Boner of backup vocals. It's kind of low in the mix. Sit, sitting but nice down there. Yeah, but it is important. Mm-hmm. It gives the song credibility. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this song kind of, I don't know, basically kicked off the whole idea of folk rock and just, I, I feel like there were lots of <laughs> rock songs that took Dylan songs and reinterpreted them that way. Um I don't even know if most of the birds play on this song. Like, they were barely a band at this point. I think it's mainly just Roger McGuinn singing and playing guitar. And most of it was that, like, famous 
backing group, The Wrecking Crew, I believe, played on most of it. I think a documentary just came out about them, even though it looked weird because it was filmed like six years ago, so it's like in 3 by 4 and Dick Clark is in it and alive. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like also another weird thing about this cover is they only use like maybe a third of the song. I feel like it's pretty much just a chorus, then one verse, and then another chorus, and that's like it. Even though Dylan's version is like six minutes long, and there's, you know, tons of in- intricate lyrics in it, but. You know, they wanted to have a hit. They didn't want to bore people. All those words. As a spirit, yeah, I, I can rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. A uh, twelve-string guitar. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Sounds so magical. I know how to play that riff. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever played it on a 12 string. Well, we're going to have to go to Guitar Center just to, so you can play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you guys ever played a 12 string guitar? Oh, sure. Yeah, like a Guitar Center. Okay. Yeah. I had a friend who had one. I played it's his. It's so long since I've been in a Guitar Center. Actually, that's It's true. exactly how you remember. No, I, it was. <laughs> I went and bought some drumsticks like yeah. a few it, months it ago. It never changes. It's always like just uh, a mix of people who like have no idea what they're doing, and then dudes who just go in there and just shred. <laughs> like that's their whole day. And like like impress the three. They're not gonna buy anything. They just go in to shred and talk about yeah. how sweet the guitars are. I feel like going to guitar center was like super fun when we didn't have driver's license. It was like that was like the craziest thing ever. I mean it. Pretty cool because like we d- we didn't even have like, real guitars. <laughs> yeah, and like zero access to the kind of money you would need <laughs> to buy a guitar like this. So it's like we're, just, we're we can just like go and do what rich people do in their spare time: just play these sweet guitars, and no one's the wiser. The Doctor House experience. Gonna pretend I know what that means. <laughs> we'll all pretend we know what that means. <laughs> just in that show, because he's not cool enough. Sometimes episodes end where he just like goes home and plays guitar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but he's got like a really he's nice got like guitar. super nice guitar, and he's just like home alone. He just like plugs in. He's like, I'm house. It's house pretty good. <laughs> You're hired, like you. Damn it! <laughs> I know talent when I see it. <laughs> or hear it. Or hear it. Well, I'm first of all honored to be part of the band, and second of all, I have some stipulations. <laughs> uh, and the first one is we have to listen to Shadow Play by the Killers at least once for like 30 seconds tops.
do this. <laughs> just this is, this is one time. That was it. We made it. We did it. We're in the clear. So, I first heard this song at a killer's show. Uh-oh. First of all, this I don't know that I'm really that crazy about this. It's more of a shout-out to 2007 John. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout-out to 2007 John. He's a solid dude. Uh He's got his flaws, yeah. but, you know, who does He's got his flaws. <laughs> Could do without the hair and the pregnant jacket. <laughs> uh, what was the pregnant jacket? I had this jacket. How do you not remember was, that? I made fun of him all the time. Was that that black, it like, was, velvet jacket? It was kind of like, a, like something that you'd see, like, Paul Revere wear. It was black yeah, and went below that. the waist, and it had lots and lots of buttons. Yeah. And I... I feel like it was fair to be made fun of for, for wearing it, but I never understood what made it a pregnant jacket. <laughs> it was made fun of for the wrong It's just like maternity clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it was, it was supposed to be a colonial thing, so if you're saying all the guys that fought the revolution looked like they were pregnant, then... Whatever. Well, by today's I don't standards. know. I guess it was loose and billowy, so I'll take that. Um... Anyways, I went to a killer show in 2007, and they played this, and I did not know what it was. I think what really threw me off is in in the killer's version, they do this vocal thing where they go, and I don't think there's anything like that in the Joy Division version. At first, I don't I, think Joy Division does back up. At first, like I remember thinking, like, is this like that? Can't Take My Eyes Off of You song by Frankie Valley. I don't know why I thought that, because I don't think those songs sounded alike, but... <laughs> <laughs> you were the first person to mistake Joy Division for Frankie Valley. <laughs> but it was interesting, and then not long after, they came out with that, um... It was like a B-Sides compilation called Sawdust, and then I also found out the song was written for the movie Control, which is a movie about Joy Division, and I did see that movie a couple years ago, and it's pretty good. It's pretty depressing. And this song... Of course. Yeah, it's just... I mean, it's. I feel like it's pretty accurate because they just kind of mope around and then the dude dies. <laughs> yep. But So it's pretty good, but it's it's a, it's a downer. And this song plays over the, the ending credits. And it's also one of those songs where the music video is like you take the, the, the movie, but you integrate the band like into it, which is always a bad idea. That never looks good. What about that? Like... Spider-Man's like every Spider-Man song. <laughs> okay, I mean, there's exceptions to the rule. Like, like when I see Chad Kroger as that fat dude with the cowboy hat on that roof, <laughs> or that what's the what's who does Vindicate Dashboard Confessional? Yeah. yeah, that guy's like plaguing the sewers. <laughs> yeah, that works. There's exceptions. This one's weird, though, because it's just, like, people in the movie, like, moping around looking at TVs, and the killers are, like, on the TVs. And it's all black and white, because the movie's black and white. And it's really stupid. It's definitely one of those things where, like, you know, back when you're a teenager, you're like, oh, this is cool. But now it's like, this is kind of dumb. Just like I think the killers, they just, they don't really hold up once you're an adult, I don't think. It's really more of a band you like when you're a teenager. So, I don't know that the song's amazing, but I do kind of like what they did with it, because I feel like the original Shadowplay is good, but, I mean, it's kind of messy, and they found a way to make it tight, and I found that kind of interesting. And they put, like, little synth thingies here and there. And I don't know. If, uh, if, if you guys got a chance to listen to it, I mean, did you find it interesting at all? 
Sure. Okay, that's good. I listened to it once. I probably heard it around when it came out for some reason. Maybe it was because I was trying to get into Joy Division around the time that this song came out. And I probably didn't. No, I know I didn't because I've never really gotten into Joy Division. It's too fucking depressing. I've gotten into the first album, not the second one for some reason. Maybe it got that much more depressing. Yeah, I just, like, I could never make it through the album because I'm just like, when, when are you ever in a mood to listen to music like this? Like, other than when you're about to kill yourself. Um, I don't know, I just I can't. <laughs> can't do it. May I introduce you to drugs? That might help. The drugs. <laughs> You're saying I should start doing drugs so I can get into Joy Division. Yeah, good hurt, man. Don't <laughs> <laughs> think about it. Or watch more Werner Herzog movies, but the weird ones. I think uh, that was the last yeah. thing that that dude did was watch a Werner Herzog movie and then listen to an Iggy Pop album. And then he it was the idiot. And then he just died. He didn't kill himself, he just died. I think he hugged himself, yeah, didn't he? He did. <laughs> John likes to make it sound more mysterious. I didn't want us to get that crap. He just died. He just died. He just, he just wasn't. He was there and then he was gone. <laughs> just the narrator of this movie, I guess. <laughs> that would have been terrible. I had a narrator. Well, there was a man called Joy to be here. <laughs> oh, I know what you're thinking. They're not quite like the Rolling Stones. They're a little different. <laughs> <laughs> It's like trying to ease you into it. Like it's for people who have never heard of. It's for baby boomers. Yeah. I'm play a little place called England. I know what you're thinking. It's not America. Keep going. Just doesn't stop talking the dialogue. He says, "I know what you're thinking." Thirty times in the film. At least. I know what you're thinking. Been there myself. He's got to like freeze frame like do's a hazard too. There's a lot of that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just thought it would be fun to share that. Um, but I, it's not going to be on the list, so we can move ahead. Right now, speaking of death, how about uh, somewhere over the rainbow slash slashy? What a wonderful world by. Uh, oh, I was not prepared for this. Um, Israel. Kamakawi Wole. Younger, you would always say that guy's name with such confidence, and you would always pronounce it Israel. Come a walk a week away. <laughs> Pretty close. Which now that I look at his name, that is not how it's pronounced. But like, I guess I just took Sean's word He's for a it. He's a catalogical liar. Pretty much. <laughs> now this song reminds me of one thing. Do you guys know what that is? Probably sixth grade video. 
Yeah, sixth grade video. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I ever heard it, and I remember it was like the saddest thing ever. Even like as a kid when I was watching it, I was like, "This is way too emotional." <laughs> I just remember like zooming it on my cool dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we're growing up. <laughs> That's tough. It's a very emotional song. So if if even as a kid I was like, then I'd say it's done its job. I feel like they really made a big deal out of us graduating from elementary. That's because there was a fucking video. Our parents made the video. I know, and we had like a whole like graduation ceremony. Everywhere does that these days. Do they? Yeah, they still do it. They just don't try as hard. Because the same parents are going through their second and third kid graduating. They don't give as much of a fuck anymore. (laughs) Yeah, was our whole class the first children? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think so. Oh, yeah. The first children. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny that that leaves us on tape. Too bad. I'll try to get that on DVD. Does anyone still have the tape? I don't think so. Go to one of those places where they convert it to DVD for you. I think my mom worked on it. I could probably get oh, yeah. find a copy. I want to say Who Let the Dogs At was on that as well. Probably. Oh, yeah. Had to be. It's really big at the time. But uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. When I went to Hawaii, I feel like this was everywhere, this song. And I'm like, Still? <laughs> I mean, it's like 2007. That song must have come out in like the 90s, right? Maybe 2000 at the latest. Yeah. No, I looked up. That guy died in 1997. So, mid-90s or so. But they're still all about it over there in Hawaii. There's, everyone, like, knows that guy, too. Or, or, the, all, or like, all the, the liars. Or, or the two. Yeah, John Cooper is like, yeah, I know this guy. But, um... You say everyone just pretends to know him? Like, everyone's, oh yeah, I'm good friends with him. Well, John Cooper, like, pretends that he's Hawaiian. It's a good thing to lie about. Maybe everyone did know him. Maybe he was just so big you couldn't miss him. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember us, like, going into, like, some gift shop, and everyone was scooping up the is CDs. Well, that's, I'm sure that was just, like, a tourist trap thing. Yeah, but there's like some some dude working there's like, oh yeah, I knew him. We're pretty heavy on the macaroni salad. Well, it's dark. It is dark. It's like he's dead, you know. <laughs> your first, your only remark about what you knew about him is how oh, you ate so much macaroni salad. But granted, it's probably true. I think you're not a nice story. We're not girl, <laughs> pathological liars. <laughs> I guess that'd be an easy thing to make up if you like wanted to convince someone you do him. Just go off the fact that he's fat. Like it's easy. Oh, I watched him go to a restaurant and then he ate all the food in the restaurant and then closed the restaurant. Like anyone could do that. It's a good song, though. It is a good song. Um, does it count as a cover? Because it's also kind of a medley. I think it counts as a cover. It makes it a double cover. Yeah, God, two birds with one stone with one bowl of macaroni salad. <laughs> okay, who calls it macaroni salad? I always heard pasta salad. 
Is that a different thing? Maybe it's a regional thing. Well, it's funny because like my my roommate said he bought this big giant tub of macaroni salad, which is still in my fridge, and he's like, "You're saying your roommate yeah, moved out like two months, months ago. ago." But then he's like, "He's like, I don't really like this. You can have it." And I was like, yeah, "But pasta salad is like his favorite food." And he's like, "No, that's macaroni salad." I think one's like My sweeter, God. maybe. I don't know. Maybe he was talking about what's that antipasto or whatever. You know, where they look like kind of twirly. I don't mess around with antipasto. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's just keep it that. It's dangerous. <laughs> and it's in your kitchen. Your soul kitchen Ooh. by X. There. X. Why would you call it cross? I feel like if you said cross, it'd be like the Christian, you know, cross. Symbol. I would only do that for video game. Do you ever call an X a cross? <laughs> I would only do it for video game reasons. Um, because the X button on a PlayStation controller is called the cross for some reason. That's stupid. And there was a video game that came out uh, by, I think, Square, the Final Fantasy people. And it was called Project X Zone, but it's pronounced Project Cross Zone. Ah. Well, I mean, it's like how you see those signs that have an X on them, but they mean crossing. There you go. Yeah. So it's you just switch them out anytime you want. X Men, the Cross Men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, triple X, Triple Cross. <laughs> now it stars Kirk Cameron for some reason. <laughs> I was not familiar with this cover when it surfaced on the list. Yeah, it's one where like, I don't. It's the original by the Doors. It's, it's, it's okay. It's fine. I'm just like not that crazy about the Doors at this point. But this one, it kind of just like boils the song down to its barest essentials and just makes it really heavy and really punk and. Just rocks it. I don't know. I like it a lot. And I believe Rayman's Eric produced this album that's off of X's first album. So I guess it's another case of (laughs) the producer giving the band permission to fuck around with his material. Just fuck around with it. Just fuck around with it. Yeah. That's what he told me to do. I could. I had trouble like recognizing the song when I like heard it because I don't know that soul. The original Soul Kitchen is that recognizable aside from the chorus. I don't remember how the verse goes. I guess all that matters is when you get to that chorus part. Mm-hmm. And they do that in a very punk rock fashion. Pretty punky. 
And I can tell you that when you Google Soul Kitchen, your first result is John Bon Jovi Soul Kitchen. Did he do a cover also? No, he opened up a restaurant. Or or is that like his cookbook or something? It's a restaurant. (laughs) The menus have no prices. Customers pay a minimum donation what they want or work in exchange for food. Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) It's basically for communists. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not punk rock. Does it have anything to do with the Philadelphia soul? Um, I don't know. That was an arena football team that he owned. Well, that would make that sense then, right? I'd like to so think that it's completely unrelated. Are the Philadelphia Soul, like, what is their, like, mascot or logo? Like, are they really, like, souls? Like, it's like demons and shit. I mean, there's the Utah Jazz. I guess. But at least you could do, like, you could use, concept. like, a... A saxophone, if you had to. Yeah, jazz has like a music note. That's a basketball. Is it soul? A soul, a type of fish, like S O L E. Or like a... yeah, but they didn't spell it that way. At first, I was thinking, well, maybe they spell it like soul. Like that lame fish. <laughs> That's a way to get your fans pumped. Or like the, the bottom of your shoe. All right, so I've learned a lot while talking about this version of Soul Kitchen. Thanks, Soul Kitchen. And next on our list is Such Great Heights, the Iron and Wine version. Think thumbs up, thumbs down on this sad acoustic version of the song. Thumbs partially up. I'm gonna like 45. Can't degrees. give you a full thumb. 45 degrees. I think it's good, but it's too long, and that song's kind of repetitive. So, but it's pretty good. It worked in that Eminem's commercial back in the day. Yeah, at least we'll always have that Eminem's commercial. You know, I like seeing them. I like the picking pattern they got going on there, and I like Iron One's voice. Yeah, now that I really think about it, the Postal Service version is a lot better to me than this Iron One one. <laughs> it's good though; it's different. Plus, you know, it's fine. It just like feels like anybody could have done this. It's not that good of an idea. <laughs> Someone was going to take this song and do a version that didn't have bleeps and bloops in it. I guess it should be Iron Wine then. It's like a cover master. Take your word for it. He was one of those artists that I don't know, was big in the late 2000s, but does anybody care now? Do do I need to catch up with Iron and Wine? I don't really feel like it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he did cover. I think he did a whole like Modest Mouse cover album at some point. Hmm. Hmm. Intriguing. I think he likes Modest Mouse. 
you ever get a chance to... If he ever doesn't ask me anything. <laughs> what if he hates Modest Mouse? <laughs> he's just doing it for the, the Modest Mouse the, money. They blackmailed him into oh, doing he that. he just, like, hates them, but he sees, like... He's like, I can, he's like, I can do all these songs way better. Yeah. These are terrible. He just sees the money. He sees the dollar signs. That's what Iron Wine's all about. That wine ain't cheap. Neither is the iron. Is it iron? Because he's like super buff and he's always pumping iron. Oh, have you ever seen Iron Wine? He's, he's ripped. No, but I watched Pumping Iron the other day. Oh, I've seen that. It's a good one. Arnold's such a dick. <laughs> I think he's a nice guy. He's just kind of fucking with everyone. Yeah, he's just he's playing just the game, man. Yeah. He, but you know, it's the weird part of that movie is when Frig knows dad. Yeah, that's the same. Like, oh, Lou, you're a god. <laughs> oh, Jeez. let me touch all your muscles. <laughs> that was so creepy. <laughs> like, I was expecting to be like, oh, this is weird when, you know, Arnold was like, it's like I'm coming all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even... Someone's got to sample that for a song. <laughs> I'm sure it's been done. <laughs> Is that a lie? Oh, yeah, he's, like, talking about, like, his, the pump he gets from... He's like, he's like, I'm a six of the woman. Are you coming? I'm coming to the gym. I'm coming at home. I'm coming at the beach. I'm coming all the time. That's hilarious. This <laughs> Pretty great. He's awesome. Except, yeah, Lou Ferrigno's dad is super weird. I think if Lou Ferrigno wasn't deaf, he would be, like, super creeped out by his dad. He doesn't hear it? Yeah, I don't think he does. He just says all that stuff into the baddie. Yeah. Okay. Then why does he say it at all? <laughs> <laughs> he needs to let it out. That's a good question. <laughs> Makes him feel better. <laughs> Lou got some help. With a little help from his friends. Doesn't really work. He's just his dad. But, say his dad. I mean, I'd say Arnold's his friend now. Okay. They're friends. But then our next song is With a Little Help from My Friends by Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker is just one of those guys who feels like he knows how to do a cover. He's a cover master. I, you, I, you know, also could put Feeling All Right on here. That's a pretty good one, too. But, uh, I mean, he's got a great voice. And they they changed the arrangement, you know? It's uh, it, it's a lot different from the Beatles one. It, it starts out so quiet, you know? Where it's basically just him like, singing along with that bass line. And then when it gets to every like chorus it gets you know super passionate there's like the backup singers and everything and it always makes people like I mean because it was used as the opening for the Wonder Years you know you just you can't help but start 
reminiscing. All the memories start flashing back. I feel like that's the effect it has. Yeah, on. all the memories of me watching the Wonder Years. <laughs> Net. <laughs> Are you putting the Wonder Years on blast? <laughs> no, it's just a little before my time. Just a little bit. But, um... <laughs> Is this a place where we can put things on blast? Oh yeah, this is a blast-friendly zone. Sure. <laughs> you guys like this version? Yeah. Might like it better than the Beatles. Not not like one of my favorite Beatles songs. Right. This one eh, makes makes it kind of heavy. Definitely, definitely. I actually. Uh downloaded that album because I was going to review it after Joe Cocker died but then I forgot but still that was when you get to that that point of the album you're like oh hell yeah <laughs> not a bad album except it kind of looks like he's like like his face is all like screaming like super intense like he's like jerking it it's <laughs> <laughs> not a great album cover <laughs> Just kidding by a little help from his friends. <laughs> Who's screaming? <laughs> and by his friends, you mean his hands? Well, it's not like he's screaming. He's just like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> you just cut it all over the <laughs> Alright, uh, I'm going to bump this off the list now because of that thing you just said. No. <laughs> Well, if you guys saw the album cover, you know what I'm talking about. I'm looking at it. I know what you're talking about. He's more like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Um, He's not like, I don't know if he's screaming. Oh, it's, it's definitely, like, intense, but, like, also. Like, it's like, not a good angle. Like, here's <laughs> all my chins. Yeah. <laughs> An era before selfies, I guess. Yeah. God, he would have been the king of the selfies if. He was a little younger when that came around. Sadly. But yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys... I mean, covers was like his thing. That's like what he did. He couldn't, like, write songs. Uh, and he did a good job. He had a great voice. And I think everyone liked those. And we'll remember him for those great covers. And I added one more great cover to this list. Uh-oh. And, uh... Nancy, are you looking at this list? I'm this looking. Surprised you? Oh, I'm You're looking. looking. Okay. Well, I had to put Pinball Wizard by the Fenisters. Since I was a young boy, I played the show. A lot of great covers. You could have gone with the Defense Series. You could have gone with Bob O'Reilly. No, that's terrible. Um, it doesn't have the, the sweet. So I went with Pinball Wizard, which is which is considered Fartland Rock. Do I have to describe Fartland Rock? Yeah. You brought it up again. Okay. I just. Imagine looking it up out like upon the Great Plains, but there are all these these like molehills shaped like butts, <laughs> and they're just like farts coming out of them. Yeah, and into then, the like, atmosphere. You go camping out there with like your uncles, 
And then you're like in a tent, and they're just <laughs> you can't control themselves. <laughs> you know, they got their guitars out, and that's Fartland. But that's what this is. Um, but no, this rocked, all electric. You know, unlike the original version, which has the acoustic rhythm, we had we had Max just rocking out. It was super live. It was super live. I remember... Super realistic. I brought this into my drum teacher, Timothy Tech at Brown, and we played it for him, and he's like, this is you guys? I was like, hell, fucking yeah. I don't know, something about that recording, like the... the It sounds super Mm -hmm. awesome. Vocals, not so much. Vocals are pretty bad. Um, (laughs) We played it so fast. Yeah. I mean, it was like barely two minutes when we played it. But when I sang it, it was back when I was singing like that lower register, you know. So I was like, "What's the first word in that song?" You're just like, "Ain't got noticed ever ever since I was a young boy." So just keep going like lower and lower. (laughs) Joe plays me pinball. I'm sure I tried to sing it higher sometimes, but it didn't sound that good. Um, but no, I mean the rest was pretty rocking. If I had to put a Defenestrator's cover, I guess this is the one I'd go with. I probably wouldn't go with Brown Eyed Girl because it was a little dinky, um, gu- guitar wise. What, what about London, London Calling? London Calling is pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, I like it just because Max guitar yeah. solos super. But the super. only recording I have, you forgot the first verse. Yep. <laughs> So that's definitely a knock against. But it's a good one. Yeah, I, I could have put that. I could have put any of them. Yeah, they're all good. Uh, oh, great! Some my generation. No, they're not. They're Most of them. Some my generation's good. I was like, Colin, and, Colin is the best. Uh, Jet. I should have put Jet. Cold hard bitch. Cold hard bitch. I don't, I don't think we ever recorded yeah, these. Yeah, it doesn't need to be recorded to make this list go. <laughs> as long as it exists out. In, the in our minds. Uh, so it's a it's a double honorable mention. It is, we have to mention it uh, at the beginning and the end of the list. That's what double double honorable mention. Oh, but I, I just wanted to throw that that's powerful there. stuff. Unfortunately, do we seriously have one more yeah. song? <laughs> <Another> fucking late <laughs> edition. I have to now. You realize I have to like go look up this song on YouTube and download an MP3 of it and chop out 30 seconds of it and put it in so you guys can fucking hear. I feel like making love the kid rock version. You don't have to do that, sure, but oh. you should. <laughs> Song. And it's like, oh yeah, it's an actual real song, not just a kid rock song. Yeah. Yeah, you know how we break music into kid rock songs and real songs? <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm getting really excited for our worst cover songs list now. We gotta do that now, right? Okay, we'll save that for this one. Save this All for right, that we'll one. Sneak peek for a list that probably won't ever happen. 
Uh, I need to do some chopping, gentlemen. We've got 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 still going. Need to make it 10. Mm. I'm not super crazy about Soul Kitchen. Just putting that out there. I was not familiar with it. Alright. <laughs> uh, other songs I see maybe missing the cut. I don't know. Maybe Mad World. Maybe Handle with Care. Maybe Just Like Heaven. Those are some. Thoughts? I've not heard this Handle with Care version yet since it was a late edition. But I, I it was it was I good, really like that song. I heard it like I heard it like seven years ago. It's more just like I like all these people and they're singing a song together, and I like the song. It's pretty good. We could keep it just just for Nancy's sake. You don't have to do that. And I feel bad. Holy shit! But you don't have to. <laughs> Uh, you can take away just like heaven if you want to. I almost didn't even put it up for nomination. Mm -hmm. uh, well, so I just barely missed the nomination then. There's a 10. Uh, time to make a list. While you guys think about it, I'll just remind everyone the contenders are Elvis Costello's version of What's So Funny About... Peace, Love, and Understanding, Jimi Hendrix's All Over the Watchtower, Manfred Mann's Earth Bands, Blinded by the Light, Quiet Riots, Come On, Feel the Noise, uh, Harry Nielsen's Everybody's Talking, Jane Lewis and Company, Handle with Care, The Clash, I Fought the Law, Gary Jules, Mad World, The Birds, Mr. Tambourine Man, Israel Kamakawiwole, uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow Slash, What a Wonderful World. I just like the way Kama Waka Wika yeah, sounds it's better. It's a cool name. It sounds it's way better, more satisfying. but I don't think that's right. There's not that many K's. <laughs> After that second K, it's just a mess of W's. So did any of those seem really tennish to you guys? Probably handle with care, just because... Um, it was a late edition. Right. Not come on, feel the noise because it's not that great. <laughs> Brings up a good point. It's pretty great. You don't like? I, I'm, I genuinely think that song is like is like super fun. Put it. I don't know. Put it at nine then. Right. Put come on, feel the noise at nine. I've done it. So I put uh, handle with care at ten. Come on, feel the noise at nine. Number eight. And then I feel like. I feel. I think. I think Mad World would go next. That's crazy. Then what? For me, it'd probably be. Mm, I fought the law, maybe. For me. For, For me, me, it would be Elvis Costello. I don't know. That one seems pretty legit. Like when I think Elvis Costello, that's like one of the like top five songs I think about. So, what do you think, Colin? I mean, that's definitely one of my favorite Elvis Costello songs. But as a cover, it doesn't do as much to change the song as "I Fought the Law," which I feel like 
does does so many cool things to make it a totally different song. Okay. Um, uh, so, so I would put it higher, I guess. Okay. So, yeah, I'd be, I'd be fine with Elvis Costello at seven. Make it so. Make, 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 make it so. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Scott? Scotty, right? <laughs> at least not in next generation. Did he show up? He showed up. He's yeah. in one episode, yep. There you go. See? I just watched the Spock one. It's a two-parter. I just watched both of them. Nice. Thank you, Scott. I mean, I could put the Kamawaka Week Away one sooner. Yeah. Like it's pretty cool. It's a pretty radical version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow, but it's like not too huge a change for what I'm not, in the world. I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to that song. Not anymore. It has, it has it's already done its damage. Yeah. Top five time. Dun, 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 dun. Duh. Everybody's talking. Blinded by the light. Uh, just slow down. I'm just trying to nail it all out. Are we? Are we <laughs> that crazy about I fought a lot? I just want to. I like it, it a lot. Make sure. I just want to make sure that's where we are. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, Blinded by the Light is one that's lower for me because it's a little overplayed, but I guess that's not the song's fault. Isn't it? Isn't it? For being so good. God damn it, people like it. I don't know. This is this is where it gets tricky. Fine, just yeah, you nice to just name off or something. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of pressure. I guess all along the Watchtower is number one, right? I'm okay with that. Like I'd be okay with it, yeah. Yeah, except I don't like the, spo- uh, the spoiler. Well, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just stating there. Well, yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure if there was a clear number one, but I guess that makes the most sense for some reason. I mean, if that makes it easier, then. I think. And what's does. number two, Mr. Tambourine Man? It's pretty iconic. Yeah, part of the yeah, '60s. I guess. I could do that. Both Dylan songs, one and two. Oh yeah, we could have put "When the Mighty Eskimo" on here too. Also by Manfred Mann, or covered by <laughs> Manfred Mann. Yeah. That song, I just like that, like that lyric. Uh, Ain't my cup of meat. It's a good lyric. Do they mess up that song. lyric too? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really that familiar with the original. It was originally "Ain't my cup of meat," and they fucked it up. <laughs> Ain't my cup of meat. No, what are you guys doing? I'm so sick of this, you guys. <laughs> Forgot about South Park, Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, he's a real sourpuss. It ain't his cup of meat. <laughs> How was I? Oh, yeah. Duh. Just because I don't like all that empty space. Instead, you just got to make noises. Nancy, you need to help us finish. I already did. Is everybody talking five? It is now. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) 
Okay, so we've come down to the big three and four spot. (laughs) Crucial. Spoilers. The bronze medal. I'm just going to hang up now so I can find out when I listen to it. (laughs) Alright, so we might talk a bunch of shit about you. (laughs) Betrayed. And I might take over the band when we go. I'm the manager forever. Damn it, I forgot you had that power. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say... What does Colin think? I think he's the one that likes the Clash. Yeah, so of yeah, course. Okay. Plus he's um, also about all about Bruce Springsteen, so he's like, fuck Man for Man. <laughs> I mean, those are the two reasons I think the Clash should be higher. Those douches. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> a lot of great celebrity impressions this week on Top <laughs> My favorite was Lou Ferrigno's. <laughs> that was a good one. What did, what did, we, what did it sound like? He uh, kind of had like a New York oh, yeah, accent. Oh, I was yeah. I was just like, talking oh, about his you're, muscles. You're a god! Oh my god! Your muscles. It's kind of just like Jewish New Yorker guys. I like when they're all sitting at the dinner table and like Lou Ferrigno's like fifty times bigger than everyone else, and he's like, oh Louis, oh, oh you're so big, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Lou Ferrigno is he was like a good like, you know, good deal taller than all the other bodybuilders, mm-hmm. so. You know, his dad was like, thought it was just, thought it was a lock, but not everyone was as sexually attracted to him as his father was. God. That's been the gross corner on Top 10 Thursdays. Uh, Our top 10 covers are uh, Handle With Care, as covered by Jenny Lewis and company. Uh, come up, feel the noise, quite right. Number eight, Mad World, Gary Jules. Number seven, what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Elvis Costello. Number six, somewhere with a rainbow slash what a wonderful world. Israel, come on, we will. Number five, everybody's talking about Harry Nielsen. Number four, Blind by the Light, Mansion Man's Earth Band. Number three, I fought the law by the Clash. Number two, Mr. Tambourine by the Birds. And number one, all our outside about the Man's Bands. Thank you so much for making it this far. If you did, uh, once again, our apologies to Peter Williams for all the horrible things we've said. Uh, you can find us on the internet at mildlypleased.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for Mildly Pleased in the iTunes store. You can rate us and uh, do everything that's cool there. Uh, and we'll see you n- never. N- never see you, but we will speak with you uh, next time that we do one of these, which hopefully will be soon. Okay, and bye. So I crash on the top when I'm lying in bed